Dear listeners, thank you for joining today's Family Offices Global podcast episode. On today's call, we will be hosting Said Mia, who is the founder and managing partner of Stormbreaker Ventures, a Silicon Valley-based early-stage VC focused on capital-efficient startups. Said, it's such a pleasure to have you on our call today. Thanks for having me, Ash. It's, it's great to be here and you're know, really excited to, to be a part of this. Thank you so much. Um, prior to founding Stormbreaker VC, you had done investment banking work behind some of the several top tech IPOs and M&As. Please share with us more about this career path and how your work experience has helped you to become a successful venture capitalist. Uh, that's a great question. So yeah, as, as you alluded to, Ash, I mean, before as a VC, I was an investment banker out here in Silicon Valley. So took a lot of companies public, worked on IPOs and M&A deals. And that was great in the sense that, you know, I was oftentimes involved in the exit or, you know, the eventual end game for technology companies, be it IPOs or, you know, being sold to a bigger tech company. And so that lens has given me a really, really great way to look at your early stage companies and see if there is, you know, indeed, you know, a, a great potential exit down the road for that company. And then working backwards from that in order to see if this is a good opportunity for us here at Stormbreaker. So that's been really helpful in terms of kind of adding that additional lens or kind of that additional awareness in terms of if, if this is just a really cool technology company of, you know, and, and very little else, or if it's really a great, you know, potential story for the long haul and, you know, there will be an eventual kind of exit and payout that way. Um, for me as an investment banker, though, as I became more senior in that field, I just kept seeing a lot of missed opportunity with earlier stage companies where you had companies really on the verge of something special, but maybe two, three, four years too early to get much love or attention either from investment bankers or venture capitalists for that matter. And I just grew tired of seeing all that missed opportunity. I, I really wanted to start engaging with and helping earlier stage companies anyways, which is ultimately what compelled me to make the move into venture capital. And I guess you'd say the rest is history. Awesome, I love it. In our previous interview, you mentioned that you see an opportunity within venture capital to be a true partner to your founders, not just a check that bides time until their next round. Please elaborate on your hands-on approach and why it is so important for your startup's growth and success, especially at the early stages. Got it. Well, yeah, again, another great question there. I think for us, Ash, I mean, especially with some of the best founders we're coming across, when we meet them, it's not like founders pitching VC, if anything, these founders are the best of what they do and they can pick and choose who sits on their cap table. And so ultimately it's you as a venture capital investor pitching to, uh, to the great founders, please take my money and let me be a part of this journey with you. And so um, you know, for us, we very much see it that way and see it as a dynamic where there's no sense of hierarchy between our you know VC and founder. If anything, it's we sit on the same side of the table as the founders. Our team is an extension of theirs, uh, especially at such a formative stage in the company's life cycle. And so, why I mean, you know, where for us, I mean, that hands-on approach is relevant well before ever writing a check, if at all. Whereas you know, for us, you know, we've seen that other VCs. I mean, generally they're not helpful, if ever, until they're actually on the company's cap table. For us. 
we oftentimes have introduced companies to what have turned out to be their biggest enterprise clients, partners, resellers, management hires, even other investors and advisors. Like I said, what, you know, from day zero, from day one, from the first time we meet that founder, um, just because it's the right thing to do. You know, there's no strings attached and sadly it's very rare in this ecosystem and VC and we're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And sometimes we'll, we'll be super helpful and we won't get into deals and that's okay because we the founders are still better off from having met us. And if we do get into the deal, I mean, that's just still the type tip of the iceberg in terms of the help that we lend to those founders. And it's just very fulfilling and gratifying by by being able to you know play such a meaningful role in the in the you know in the shape of a company you know at this point and for us so we feel like if you keep doing good things and you keep being great to founders then founders refer all their founders uh you know in a very tight-knit community investors will refer other companies in their portfolios and this kind of creates a virtuous cycle there whereas you know folks tend to appreciate what stormbreaker brings to the table and I oftentimes say that with Stormbreaker Ventures, we haven't just built a firm here, we've built an ecosystem. And this approach, Ash, is very key to, to kind of making building it out the right way. Wow, I love it. This is great to hear. Um, your fund is over 30 portfolio companies, um, very impressive ones. As a venture capitalist, how do you source and then pick the companies you decide to invest in? And what are some of the success stories you could share with us? Uh, that's a great question. I'd say for us, I mean, we definitely shot out of a cannon, um, whereas, you know, we've ramped up to 30 portfolio companies in a very short amount of time. And I think that was just a function of all the missed opportunity that we were seeing, you know, and that ultimately compelled me to start Stormbreaker to begin with. For us, I mean, our sourcing is kind of any and all of the above. So um, as I mentioned in, you know, in, the, in the last question, um, for you know, for us, I mean, we've done really good things for founders, whether they're in the portfolio, existing portfolio or not. And you know, the founder community is very tight knit, not just you know domestically but abroad as well. Um, whereas founders are eager to refer other founders just because there's only upside for those founders, right? There's only upside to the help and to you know to anything. You know, our our roll up our sleeves, run through walls, kicking down doors mentality for for a lot of these founders. And so, founders are eager to refer other founders. VCs or invest, you know, other investors either before us, after us, or alongside us on the capital stack. Um, you know, early stage, late stage, you know, you name it. You know, they're really eager to, you know, to connect with us as well because they see how great our playbook is for companies where they have a vested interest, um, as well as kind of incubators, accelerators, you name it. And so. For us, I mean, we've just built a really good dynamic whereas folks are eager to connect us with the companies and it's just kind of, it's a virtuous cycle. The more we help, the more companies get referred to us and vice versa, you know, and, and so on and so forth. And for us, we do zero cold outreach now, all of our deal flow is inbound and it's, it's a really nice dynamic we fostered here. And as I mentioned before, I mean, that's not just domestically, but abroad. We've done, you know, here in the Valley where I am, um, throughout the country in New York, up in Canada, um, you know, Europe, Asia, Israel, we've done a ton, you know, in, in all those ecosystems. And, you know, it's, it's just a really, really not nice dynamic that we've fostered. And as, as it pertains to how we handpick the companies that we invest in, I mean, we've, you know, we invest in a very, 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 very small fraction of the companies that we come across. And for us, I mean, things that are important for us are, you know, 
gritty founders. It's really important. So, you know, capital efficiency is, is kind of very, very high on our list. So the last thing we want to see is a founder that needs to raise 300 million in funding in order to get to 100 million in revenue. If anything, we want to see the inverse of that, just really gritty, scrappy, tenacious founders with a lot of fire in their belly. That really means a lot. They're very resourceful. Um, for us, best of breed technologies, um, you know, founder excellence and grit, that's really important. And then in early signs of product market fit, uh, where, um, you, know, you know, the companies are starting to show some traction, um, you know, not all that needs to be revenue, but we want to see at least you know, POCs, uh, we listed customers, whatever it might be to kind of help ease that leap of faith between, you know, launch and pre-launch. And so hopefully that's helpful. But um, as it pertains to, you know, some of the success stories, I mean, you know, on the enterprise side, companies like ZecOps, uh, which is a cybersecurity company, or KarmaCheck, which is disrupting the uh, which is disrupting the background check space and was founded by one of the original founders of LinkedIn. On the consumer side, companies like Copper Cow Coffee, who is, uh, you know, would be perfect for GCC given, you know, the incredible success story of a minority female founder, uh, Gainful, which is a D2C uh, supplements company. I mean, these are all companies where they've really proved out our playbook, betting on really gritty founders who are really good at what they do very capital efficient. I mean, it shows very early on in the Stormbreaker story that this playbook works and feel like we're still just getting started and scratching the surface here. So hopefully that's helpful for you, Ash, and paints a, paints a good picture of what we've built here. Yes, absolutely. And Stormbreaker is an amazing markup on its portfolio companies. It's still um, kind of young VC, but it's already proven to be uh, so successful in such a short period. So congratulations. Um, as an emerging fund manager, what are some of the main lessons you've learned and tips you could share with our audience about early stage investing? I'd say that's another great question, Ash. I'd say that as an emerging manager, it's it's both a sprint and a marathon, right? I mean, for us, you know, like you're not going to compete with the blue, you know. So, so for one, it's it's you know when I when I was an investment banker, I realized that you know I thought that you know competing against other investment banks. So once I got out of investment banking, moved into venture, that. I no longer have to compete you know, with other firms. And that that very quickly went out the window. Whereas now it's just like, instead of competing against in other investment banks to get into deals, you're competing with other venture capital in, uh, investors and other firms and stuff. And it's perhaps it's way more competitive than it was when I, in my prior life and as an investment banker. Whereas, you know, like I said before, the, the best founders are the ones who can pick and choose who sits on their cap table. And I feel like now in uh, you know in a post-COVID world in a Zoom world, you know where there's less in-person meetings and stuff, um, the the playing field is very much being leveled between founder and VC and between other investor venture investors as well. And so for us, the only way that you're going to get into an oversubscribed deal led by a blue chip fund is by letting your game do the talking, being helpful from day one, even before writing that check. And so, like I said, I mean. We make a lot of key intros. We lend a lot of help well before ever getting on that company's cap table. And that's opened up a lot of really key doors for us. And so the way that you compete or the way that you play alongside more established funds, especially as an emerging manager, 
is by being helpful, by doing it one deal at a time. That's, re that's really how you do it. You're not gonna bat a thousand. You're not gonna get into every deal that you aspire to. But at the same time, if you keep doing the right things and you keep being generally helpful without those strings attached, and you kind of keep you know saying the right things and sending the right messages and kind of your heart's in the right place, then deal by deal, like you're going to start building momentum, you're going to start building a reputation, and that ultimately will kind of be a really key success as, as an emerging manager. And like I said, I mean, you do it deal by deal. It's tough. It's a grind. Um, but eventually, you're going to start doing good things, and you're going to, you're going to do exactly what we've done at Stormbreaker here. We, you're having just built a firm, you've built an ecosystem, and that's ultimately how you win in this space. Is that helpful, Ash? Yes, definitely. And I like how you say it's both uh, a sprint and a marathon. Um, and you're definitely a fast runner, uh, but also <laughs> a long-term runner with a great vision, uh, which leads me to uh, my next question. In the long run, what type of impact and disruption is Stormbreaker looking to make in the venture capital ecosystem? Here's what I say, Ash, to, to founders, like being a founder is tough enough as is. The last thing you need is, you know, a douchey, egocentric, arrogant venture capitalist sitting on the other side of the table, feeling like they're God's gift to industry and looking down their nose at you, giving you a hard time, having you jump through all these hoops only to tell you you're not the next Facebook. Like I think right now for founders, like going to see a VC is as enjoyable as like going to the dentist and getting a root canal. And for us, we try to be everything that that is not in a very fundamental way, turning that model on its head and changing it, you know, in, in every way possible. For us, it's as simple as just finding great founders who are tackling great opportunities, helping them, supporting them, encouraging them, giving them the tools they need to succeed, writing that check and minimizing all of this is just one big distraction on what founders do best, which is building and growing a great company. That's it. You know, no big firm politics or sharp elbows, egos, like none of that stuff. And so for us, what, why I say all that, Ash, is because we're just really trying to break down, uh, you know, everything that's wrong with VC and, you know, and changing in a very fundamental way and kind of coming back to returning to a common sense approach to venture, whereas our first and foremost is just being generally helpful, having founders want to work with us and look forward to and aspire to work with us as opposed to dreading the time that they have to deal with their venture capital investors at Stormbreaker, right? So I think changing the dynamic in a very fundamental way is really important. And we're looking to do this, not just with our, you know, ourselves at Stormbreaker, but um, you know, creating and instigating more you know, systematic change throughout the venture ecosystem. And for us, I think what we want to see is we want to disrupt and we want to impact venture in a way that Everyone looks to be, you know, first and foremost, everyone looks to be helpful to founders first because we need more of that. And then we can talk details in terms of, you know, investments and, you know, and getting onto the cap table for companies and stuff. And so I think that's just the, the way that we want to re really design this firm to be is, you know, not just a firm, but really the, the catalyst for change in this ecosystem. And we're all about not just supporting founders, but other VCs who heart, whose hearts are in the right place, other founders, other kind of key stakeholders in this ecosystem. For us, we really want to empower all those folks throughout the entire stack, throughout the life cycle of venture, because 
if if the founders win and you know then and it kind of creates good habits and good practices and really change the culture here then then we all win and that's ultimately you know a big part of my vision here for for starting stormbreaker and really being kind of the the catalyst for change throughout the ecosystem so is is that helpful ash yes amazing wow so impressive and motivating thank you say it was a great pleasure speaking with you today and learning more about your terrific work with stormbreaker you definitely took us by storm <laughs> <laughs> i always appreciate the opportunity to connect with you ash like you're definitely as i alluded to in my earlier me messages um your heart is clearly in the right place you're doing a lot of great things and for us at stormbreaker we're not just looking to empower you know other founders but folks like you who are really similarly the catalyst for change in an ecosystem and so if you and ash we all win and we're happy to be here with you every step of the way Wow, thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. And I really look forward to seeing you soon and uh, to speaking with you in more depth and to kind of keep up with your amazing progress. Um, and dear listeners, thank you so much uh, for listening in. Uh, please feel free to reach out to Said uh, directly if you would like to connect uh, with him uh, for investment opportunities. And uh, and also if you are founders and have some uh great uh, deals to share um and please let us know if you have any questions and you're welcome to follow us on our linkedin page the family access global and we look forward to having you in our next episode goodbye in the meantime <laughs>